0: Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode seventy nine for Wednesday, September sixteenth. I'm Alex Dewey here today with Alex Rudy, Farbo Markazi, and Ray Estrada. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Nice. That that yes. didn't sound that didn't good. sound fake at all. <laughs> no, I, no, we're we're all doing good. We're we're doing something a little bit different today, and that's that's always fun. We'll we'll see how it goes, but today our main segment is going to be an MLB-NBA player comparison discussion. So we're going to be throwing out both NBA players and MLB players and trying to find their counterparts in the opposite league. It should be pretty interesting. Uh, We've kind of done this on our own, just in casual discussion, and figured, you know what, this, this has enough potential to be an entire segment, so... Uh, That we will get to in just a few minutes, but first we do want to touch on just some of the recent MLB playoff news that has come out. It's just a couple weeks away already, and we have some updates from the commissioner as well as just some updates about the schedule. So Rob Manfred, no surprise here, does want to have fans in the bubble for at least the, the LCS and the World Series which, sure, okay, he's the commissioner of baseball, of course he wants to have fans, but, you know, what what he says actually bears a little more weight in terms of what is likely to happen, and just with the state of things currently, I don't know, we'll see, uh, we have a lot of other sports to compare with now, uh, compared to, to earlier this year, so uh, I'll just go ahead and kind of ask each of you like how, how you feel about the the playoff bubble in general, and if you think incorporating fans in a in a a safe manner you know they're they're not talking full capacity or anything how do you
1: incorporate fans in a safe manner in a place that's supposed to be safe and held off from the players
0: like in a bubble so yeah so there's there's (laughs) one of the the big questions is what does this change for for the players who are supposed to be isolated like is, is there sort of contradiction there um, Farbo, why don't you just go and like share a little bit more about that concern. That's one of the most obvious concerns. I mean, I feel like the point of a bubble, at least the bubble that we know
1: is the NBA's bubble, which obviously had the players, um, in Orlando on <laughs> at Disney world, basically without any outside, um, any outside presence. There are no fans, obviously the playoffs are still going on. They get tested regularly some of that stuff the MLB can uh can mimic and bring into their own bubble but what's the point of having a bubble if all of a sudden you're allowing I mean think about it like this what's what's not what's not full capacity if they're gonna have what 20 percent capacity of a 40,000 person stadium that's still going to be a lot of people around the players if you're just only worried about the player safety but then what about your fans and the communities that they live in. I, I find it surprising that communities themselves are going to, uh, that if communities themselves are going to say, yeah, we'd love um, for a bunch of fans to be allowed at games, especially in the places that Rob wants uh, this bubble to be in. I don't think California, Los Angeles, those areas are going to really be for having a bunch of fans um, going there in, in those hotbeds of COVID right now. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, it's very confusing and I don't get it. Uh, but I also think that seeing college football open up with several teams having fans, uh, is pretty telling that Rob's probably going to go towards that direction. Then uh, he's going to be inspired to go that direction. Then, um, then the safety one and not have fans.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and there there are some differences there too, uh, Rudy. You want to go ahead and weigh in about what you what you think about what Manfred had to say?
2: I mean, I don't know. At this point, I'm just like sick of all of it, and
0: <laughs> so so I I'll take that as you you believe that there is no there is no reason there is no benefit and benefit to having fans at at games at this at this stage still like no pretty, of course not
2: and let's see let's see if the fans actually are there when it happens i guess at this point like i don't have the energy to have yet all worked up about it before when we're still you know over a month away from it actually happening so
0: um well we're actually just a couple of weeks away <laughs> half of this month is coming. and nothing
2: gone at the world series what are you talking about
0: oh i guess i, I guess that'll that'll be the the real game time decision but, but for the playoffs in general they are a couple weeks away
2: well i mean i'm all for the bubble for the playoffs i have nothing against that plan i'm totally for that but i thought specifically the controversial aspect is the fans and i mean yeah yeah, yeah. okay no you're, My you're stance right on that i think has been pretty consistent that i think it's like unacceptable to have fans at any games this year so uh, um, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, as usual, Rob Manfred is someone that cares about one thing and one thing only, and that's the owner's bottom line. And he is very willing to be very obvious about his priorities. So I, I really think, over and over again, my biggest thing that I take away from this is, I, it's really rare to see someone in such a position of authority who cares so little about optics, or maybe he's just so ignorant of optics, but. Even, like, Roger Goodell uh, always tried to do what was best. In op- he always really tried to manipulate the optics, even if they were unsuccessful. I mean, Manfred mm. just doesn't even care, which is it's fascinating. I really, I don't know, honestly, is a lot. I guess I'll, now that you got me going, <laughs> most MLB fans honestly support having fans at the World Series considering their composition. So we might be in the strong minority of this.
0: Yeah, and it really does say a lot about just where we are as a country, with how how people's level of comfort is is adjusting as as time goes on, and you know, on paper, not a whole lot has been changing, but you know, really, people are kind of just adapting to this this looming, you know, thing that that's that's going on all the time, and, and people are becoming more comfortable with things like going to sporting events at a faster rate than others which you know we can't do anything about it that's gonna come down to leagues like you said we'll see how many people go i don't i think they're gonna have a problem getting you know filling whatever like 15 20 of the stadium with whatever means they want to because i think that that demographic exists and i'll ask you too right you know Especially just since since football's been starting and, and college football, like Farbod mentioned, um, with fans in in the stadiums, there there is this this is happening. This is, is not going to be like the first sport to do this by any means, and I, we still have to wait to see how how that all plays out. But you know, so far the there hasn't really been outrage about it.
1: Right? I mean, if you were if you were to guess right now, will there be fans in the in the World Series? I th- my guess would be yes. yes
0: yeah, but, but it in Texas. Yeah, but it's it also has to do with just the fact that the NFL is doing this now. Their limited capacity. That's that, that's kind of where I'm
3: at is.
1: And NFL we just and we
0: really country. have to see what happens with with that, like yeah. if that is, you know, pretty my, reasonably my contained.
3: Thing, my thing is is are you is you can't have a bubble and fans. That that doesn't yeah. make sense. Leave it up to each individual team to bring their fans in. Don't, because you have a bubble to protect your players and their family members who are going to be with them. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the point of a bubble if you're going to bring fans into the equation? Not saying that like fans are necessarily endangering players because I doubt if they're still going to enforce social distancing. Um, and the dugouts, no front row seats, probably no even field level seats even yeah I get to go a production above but it's like why it, it just it doesn't mix you're bringing in this separate entity into this this arena where you have you're supposed to be self-contained pretty much and now you're bringing something that is not self-contained into that um that just t- doesn't make any sense at all there's no way it's gonna happen in San Diego uh California is probably not gonna allow that Although, San Diego is opening, so perhaps. But I doubt it. Texas it's not going to happen. I could see. Texas, I could see definitely doing it. But um, but the other thing, too, is which fans are going to go? Because the National League is going to Texas. So are you going to have, you <laughs> that's know, true. all these just, National League fans? Just are so they're really, they're really
0: antsy people. Yeah, that's another good but, point that you bring up, that nobody's going to travel are you gonna, for these games.
3: Are you, yeah, are you going to bring in traveling fans to root for the teams that are there? You, are we, wait. You, is it going to be exciting to watch with 15, 20% filled with Rangers and Astros fans in to watch national league games and vice versa here in California? That's not going to happen, but it's like it, there's so much unknown about bringing fans into a situation like this, that it's just not worth it at this point. Mm-hmm. Just get your season done. You're so close to the end. Don't even worry about this. Finish your season, get your world series and, and be happy with that.
1: Yeah, I, I guess, um, I guess where I could have explained it better is exactly what Ray said. It's not necessarily about the bubble or the fans. Well, obviously it is about the fans, but it's having both of those together. And they could cause a lot more problems if they do have fans with COVID around our country, as you said, with travel, um, hotels, (laughs) like, or, I mean, and it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense to have fans right now. It, It doesn't.
0: Yeah, well, I can go ahead and answer the question about it seeming like a contradiction with having the bubble to protect player safety versus having having fans and in, in the concerns about their safety. And I think that's just because baseball isn't is an open air type of sport, just like football is. Like I I actually believe that fan presence if it's done in the way that they they say it will be you know very very spread out seating areas that aren't close enough to the field for the players to really be affected i don't think there's anything to suggest that just like being like sharing the same air of like i don't know just any outdoor space is going to transmit
3: uh, staff members
0: you will you would have to have more staff it's just it's just it it doesn't introduce a lot of not
3: having more staff but what if somebody on the staff gets gets COVID in the in the i mean how do you manage the contact tracing of staff members because yeah maybe somebody from maybe an usher does interact with the clubhouse manager at some point during during the setup well as far as i know they
0: they do get tested as well though like all the all the staff that are On hand for these these clubs, but the way MLB has been doing their testing, everybody's
3: been getting tested anyways. But what MLB has been doing is a lot of the the tests that come back positive that end up postponing games were taken before games that were played the previous night, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can test you can test all you want, but if you can't have reliable testing, immediately walk into the stadium and contact tracing and all that. There, Again, there's so many variables that can happen that it's just not worth it. It's not worth, you know, especially with every team there, you can't just... It, it's just not worth it. Yeah, I agree right. that there are a
0: lot of potential problems introduced just by have gathering that pe- that amount of people in the same area at once. Like, you know, no, no question. I, I think it's, it's not a great idea in any context, but I, I don't think the i don't think it relates to the bubble just because like i don't think fans and and the players and staff that they're trying to protect are really gonna gonna interact in a way that'll that'll intermingle does that does that make sense like no, I, yeah. it's just no, different like, it's different than I, the nba bubble it just is because i i, I agree, I agree the, with that but sport. still
1: yeah okay uh one one last thing ray said this before ray said this to you before we started recording but, Uwe, you got way too much um, confidence in the MLB to do the right thing and actually do what they're saying they're going to do. Um, I, I know they're saying that they have plans to make sure the fans are safe, the players are safe, but I honestly, I, I hate to say this, I don't, I can't believe it until I actually see it. Because this topic, I don't know how many times the four of us have said um, you have too much confidence in the MLB this season about so many different topics, and this is just another one of those for me. Yeah,
0: I, I'm. I'm going to be clear that I'm not confident that this is actually going to happen, just because it's it's clear right now. Just because of um, certain NFL teams and or are, 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 is college football opening to fans at all? Even at, at this point, I, I'm not. They are, yeah, I yeah. They so. Are. So they they're gonna use that. MLB's clearly gonna use whatever happens there, like whatever they can determine from yeah. from how that plays out to to impact and influence their league. And you know, I guess I guess fine. Like if if they're actually going to do it that way, I, I just don't have confidence that it's that's even gonna happen. Like we were talking about potentially having fans introduced safely for the regular season and. I wasn't confident it was going to happen at all. Like, you know, these proposals or whatever they, they had, it's not just a lack of confidence in the MLB, it's a lack of confidence in just the the, the progress we're making overall. Um, so it, it's still an interesting topic to have when you're comparing between sports. Um, I guess one more thing, that I guess we don't really, there's not that much to say about it. Uh, this is just a little note that Ken Rosenthal tweeted about today with regards to the postseason schedule. There will be no rest days during the wildcard, division, or championship series of the playoffs, which is going to have some interesting implications on on rosters and and bullpen usage and, and decisions like that, which I think is fun. There's no traveling when you're in a bubble, so, you know, not, not an unreasonable thing for the players to deal with, but apparently uh, some reports are showing that, like, managers didn't even know about this until this week, so teams presumably didn't know before trade in the trade deadline and and it's kind of just being sprung on on all the teams that are likely gonna have to to deal with the solution to this it's a bubble season it's fine like the season's so whack anyway like change change another normal outcome like the postseason's already so different like what's this is this is nothing compared to that so i don't know did you guys have anything to uh to add in there about No. no rest days for for the postseason, it it would have been nice to
3: know, you know, not this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because how about next week? Changed. I mean, I guess. But I mean, <laughs> it, it changes the whole complexion of pitching staffs. You know, why do guys come back on a short rest in the postseason? Because they have off, like, built-in off days. So that's an extra day of rest. That so, like, you're not gonna have. You're probably not gonna have short rest. Um, like starters and stuff like that, you're gonna, like you mentioned, full five-man rotations. You can't. There's no off days built in to, to have a four-man. Um, but and then that's where teams would probably like to know around trade deadline or beginning of the year, uh, you know, working with young guys and like trying to de- trying to develop a fourth and fifth starter solid for the playoffs. But now that they never thought they would need it, now they do. So so now it's all uh, everybody's gotta recalibrate and uh, adjust
0: yeah i mean you just, you just run out who you have and and hope things go well for you that's that's pretty much what they're saying um yeah and then another uh, one of my first thought was just the broadcasting scheduling nightmare yeah. of maybe not a nightmare but just so many games so many games every day if if both if both leagues and expanded playoffs are going to be playing every day that's going to be some some high density playoff games when in ratings on on average per game will probably be down because of it. That's that's very possible. Um, all right, let's we, I, we've we've talked enough about the playoffs for today. I think let's go ahead and do some player comparisons. So the way this is gonna work, we uh, we are going to alternate bringing introducing a an NBA player to talk MLB comparisons for. And introducing an MOB player to come up with NBA comparisons for. So we kind of go both ways, you know, back and forth. I think that'll be interesting. And let's just get right into it. Let's start Wait, with you, two Rudy. Points. Two, two points. Two points. Um,
1: I, I want to point out that these comparisons can be on anything. It's not just the type of player they are. And two, uh, while this is a baseball podcast, we do follow basketball pretty intensely. So we actually, we're not completely oblivious. Yes, sure. shout out to
0: those of you who still remember War and Peace basketball. That was fantastic. I, I don't remember that even. That that was a long time ago. But You weren't part of it. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, part of it, but oh, I was. God. I was still around. <laughs> there was, <laughs> you know, that's a good point too. Um, you know, we we watch basketball. We we know about basketball, but we know that not everybody listening to a baseball podcast does. So we'll we'll give some context. Is is something else that I'll, I'll throw out there. So let's just <laughs> get right into it, Rudy. Let's let's hear. Who we should be discussing first? Who's an NBA player?
2: Okay, my first comparison is going to be a safe one off the bat. Before we get a little more extreme, I think I picked JJ Reddick, who is, um, you know, one of the most consistently underrated NBA players. He's really good at what he does. And my comparison to him is DJ LeMahieu. And Reddick is kind of further on in his career, so it's not like uh, it's not their entire careers is um, perfect yet. But I think both of them kind of started at teams that recognized their talent but really didn't utilize them to their best ability. Reddick on, on Orlando and LeMahieu on the Rockies. And then they kind of went to new teams that realized they are underappreciated assets to truly let them blossom. So, like, Reddick on the Clippers and now LeMahieu on the Yankees. And on those teams, they became literally, like, arguably the best player at the league at what they do um, in a lot of ways. And they were never really the best paid or the most popular or even maybe the best overall player on any of those teams, but they're guys like every winning team wants. And they... um are guys that like hardcore fans recognize as being extremely good so yeah that's my first comparison
1: yeah jj Redick is the college basketball's like all-time great like best shooter and he's just carried that into the nba he's obviously very good at shooting let me i i, I like this comparison but i thought we were going to do we're going to discuss the first guy and then guess the second guy but it's okay
0: yeah, I I was I was going to to mention that. So I, I think for the rest of these, like that that's a really good breakdown. Uh, and I don't really have much more to add, honestly. I think that's a good point, just bringing up yeah. kind of similarities. Want to in All I say Mayhew the was also they very
3: good in Colorado. He won what two yeah. titles? That's yeah. true. That make it sound like he was bad in Colorado because it was Colorado's fault. Just.
1: It was, yeah. That's the true. only difference I would say is, JJ uh, Redick. Other than this past year uh had made his made the playoffs in every year of his career
0: wait really yeah well, i guess the nba play nba playoffs are are a little different than like making the nba playoffs is a lot easier than the MLB playoffs i would say yes um that that's interesting i you know so so for the next few we're actually going to share the player and then kind of discuss a few names before like Ru- Rudy clearly had th- had this one in mind like which is awesome like he-, he had this one thought thought out like broken down like awesome but uh, we- we're gonna we're gonna hear some maybe maybe not so direct comparisons first kind of make it more interesting and another one and so so to go with that um, I actually was thinking of JJ reddick and I kind of wanted to throw Trevor Bauer out there as a comp for him too just because of like the, the outside, of the of the game personalities that they share, they both have like, I don't media. They have definitely big media presence, like in their own, like through their own channels, and are very outspoken about like the state of the game. Uh, so that's another comparison that's that's not so uh, career related. I, I don't know what you guys think about that one. Maybe not. A-
1: On the outside of the game, I think so. But also, uh, I mean, they both produced very interesting content that I've taken as a fan. So, yeah, not a bad comparison.
0: Very similar vibes, in my opinion. Um, All right, Ray, go ahead and and share an MLB player with us now that we'll we'll give some comps for.
3: All right, so I will throw out uh, Clayton Kershaw. So, who do you guys say is the nba equivalent comparison uh of clayton kershaw
0: so first thing that comes to mind for me is and i know this isn't necessarily accurate but just amazing regular season performer and mediocre to choking performances in the playoffs don't get mad at me i know it's not as as overblown as as it seems but yeah, that's that's the first thing that that comes to mind for me. Is there anybody like Paul that? George in Paul George, maybe, maybe. That's that could be it.
3: My my idea, I had somebody in mind. It's not Paul George. It's Chris. Are Paul. you going? That's
0: hmm. does Chris Paul choke in the playoffs like Kershaw?
1: Not, neither of them have rings. Yeah,
0: oh, okay. Chris
3: Paul. Chris Paul, I think he has an MVP, I believe. Um, he one of the best All Stars point guards of yeah, all time, one of the best point guards. Oh. Chris Paul doesn't sure. have an MVP, yeah. He, he doesn't, doesn't have a okay.
1: no, I wasn't sure. They have both played in
3: LA. That oh, yeah, I'd never even considered that, <laughs> um, but yeah, like oh, shoot. Uh, Chris Paul, you know, Clayton Kershaw, both fantastic regular season performers kershaw has a little more he's obviously gone further in the playoffs than chris ball has chris ball's never made a finals but uh to me that was that was kind of the two that came to mind
0: yeah i, I think that's a pretty good one actually just th- that whole regular season postseason thing that they both have i i will say like personality wise and reputation wise i feel like they're super different just because oh, yeah, chris yeah. Paul i wasn't necessarily is, thinking first yeah you, I was thinking more you can't too. you can't hit them all but that's just funny because chris paul is like one of the most notoriously like i don't know almost like dirty players around you know kind of like trash talking not not a friendly dude all the time and then he's Kershaw a competitive no but even i feel like even away from that I mean, like he, too, he has but... he has a rep amongst play like kershaw has has the opposite rep like he's i don't know he's he's a wholesome kershaw's super intense on game day but like yeah everywhere else he's i mean i disagree though
1: i think chris paul if you're talking about like off of game day chris paul has a
0: very good uh reputation. that's he's a recent chris highly paul. was that is <laughs> more chris matured paul. matured chris paul yeah yeah maybe maybe so um yeah it's just funny to think about very different types of personalities um what about the state farm commercials do uh is there, does state farm have any M- Kershaw's uh, been doing
3: like, i think tire commercials
0: oh okay there you go that's that that matches i think that checks out then <laughs> all right uh farbode who you got for us
1: so i'm gonna go back starting with an nba player um, Victor Oladipo, uh, just the background. Uh, he's plays for the Pacers, uh, two guard for the Pacers. Second overall pick in twenty thirteen. Uh, he's been traded twice in his career. Twenty seven years old. He basically he he was when he was drafted. Um, the first couple of years after he was a fine player, but he was nothing special or like nothing fantastic that you would think a second overall pick would be. Um, he. After he was traded to the Pacers, he had a breakout year, um, and then got injured, and now we don't necessarily the Pacers don't necessarily know what to make of him now. So, let's talk about who the comparison for
0: him would be. The man can also sing. Are there any MLB players who just have have wicked pipes? I mean, Stephen Ross sings the national anthem, but that's, that's true. He's a ways away in terms of like other <laughs> everything else doesn't quite line up. But <laughs> if that's the only thing, then there you go um i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw a name out there that i think kind of lines up austin meadows maybe wasn't you know was a prospect was rated didn't really do much like through the miners coming up and with the pirates and they got traded and which kind of went off and now is looked at as one of the, the potentially you know care, you know best players of, of his team for the future and right now it, it wasn't due to an injury but he has had a very down shortened season, so there's uncertainty there, too. What do you guys think?
2: That's actually a really really good one, Uri, because I also think that Sabonis is really similar to um, Glassnow in a lot of ways. And they're both in the same trade. This is is on many levels right here. That that one's great. That's very well done.
3: For some reason, my mind went to Giancarlo Stanton, maybe with the injuries. Kind of like being a really good player. I think Stan's had a little more success in terms of like on like,
2: I mean, the field stuff, I mean, but Stan was an MVP. I feel like that's a little more prolific than Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's true. But
3: I mean, just injured guess, all the time, though. <laughs> injured all the time. Stan had those years of the Marlins, so like never had a shot at a ring. Um, and then he goes to a really good team and is hurt all the time.
0: So that's not bad either. For
1: uh, my yeah. pick, I didn't go the traded route. Even though I said I mentioned that Oladipo was traded twice, my pick is uh, the second overall pick of the 2012 MLB draft. He was the second best prospect in 2015. Um, Byron Buxton. He uh, he came up, was pretty meh for a couple years. Ui uh, still loved him, uh, um, and then he boosted up after a couple early struggles. Got hurt, but now he seems like a pretty decent player.
0: Uh, every time. Every time you bring him up. Was was Oladipo, though, like, the number one? Like, was he touted as being, like, the next big thing at any point? I think that's the biggest thing. I will say the
2: 2013 NBA draft was a very weak draft overall. Oladipo was a walk-on to Indiana. He was, like, a very out-of-nowhere. Yeah, He wasn't directed to even go number two until, like, very late. Okay, I think that's kind of harsh to Oladipo to call him Byron Buxton. I mean buxton's like a really flawed player he basically <laughs> on on one side of the field i mean I, I guess maybe his defense is so good but i feel like like buxton is more like uh i don't know i'm trying to think of like rudy gobert special, straight, deep, straight deep straight depoy yeah so so um, rudy gobert is maybe too now too nice to him but i mean i think
0: well, when, when, well, when is, they, are, back... they I would say they they might both be the best defenders in their leagues. I mean, so.
2: then yeah, I mean, I, but like defense just doesn't in baseball. I, I mean, you can. I don't want to like overly nitpick it because like it's <laughs> yeah, it's. it's... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm,
0: like I made and,
2: with... like hasn't like led a team in the playoffs kind of thing. I guess is really what I'm breaking. There's a lot of here's... center fielders that could be Rudy bears. So that's true. Let me
1: let me, <laughs> let me back that up. It's not necessarily just because uh yeah, I, my criteria for this wasn't only pl- uh how how they played and for my next one you guys will definitely know that, but it's more so I was just making a comparison um se-
0: second overall picks and career routes at that point. Uh but yeah. Mm, okay. So I think do we agree that the, the Austin Meadows tied with the the Sabonis glass now edition is the is almost per it almost lines up perfectly that's the winner okay cool see this is this is the kind of stuff that we need to uh we need to work out all together it's it's a team effort all right um who's next i think it's me right so i'm gonna bring up an mlb player um all right i'm gonna i'm gonna throw freddie freeman in here just just a all-around really lovable guy Really, a sweetheart. everybody loves him, and he also is is just really good at baseball. (laughs) So you know, there's that really really talented player who, you know, also you know wasn't wasn't the highest touted prospect. You know, was was pretty rated and signed a big extension early in his career, but really didn't become what he was until a few years into the league. So who we who we thinking on the NBA side? I'm trying to think of an NBA player that's lovable.
2: Who's the player again? Freddie Freeman. See, so, yeah, I was thinking about this earlier is that him as Damian Lillard, because um, they both are like franchise players that are always among the best in the league pretty much every year, and their teams are always pretty good, but they seem to never really deliver all the way in the playoffs. My only issue I had with it, um, I still think it's pretty good, but – was mm-hmm. that like Freeman hasn't really had a consistent like CJ McCollum type guy with him, um, who's like just like always been like his sidekick for a long time? But I guess I guess now that I think about it, Lillard really started with Lamarcus Aldridge and Matthews and, uh, and Batum. So I, I yeah I'm, I'm I think Freeman is is the one for me. Plus like that,
0: or Lillard they've been through two
2: eras of competitive Braves teams.
0: Yeah, I, I like that uh, one i like that I, I i was
1: gonna go but he's not in the league anymore i was gonna go with Dirk. so lovable franchise
0: guy uh and yeah <laughs> i can i can see that one too honestly Like i, that's, I was gonna that's not
3: bad. okay if we're going guys who aren't in the league anymore i was gonna go steve nash mainly because he's canadian but also like good guy he bounced around a
0: little bit but like just overall really good and yeah okay no, those those are good. I think I think we should just for the sake of like containing our conversation somewhat, just keep it to current players because I can see a lot of okay. a lot of tangents going with with uh, retired players on either end. Um, actually, so you didn't mention either of the players who I, I had as the best comps, but I, I did like your comps a lot. Um, I think the first one that kind of came to mind was Nikola Jokic, who's just really good, and especially as recently has just been like, the most lovable NBA player, I feel like, or one of the most lovable, just, like, so saying Jamal goofy Murray stuff all the time. Um, Yeah, and Jamal Murray is Ronald Acuna, sure. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a, another two-for-two two there. Uh, I think that was the, the best one that I could think of for Freeman. Um, I also threw Steven Adams in there, too, just kind of a really lovable guy with, with I, I feel like, so many so many gems I would and, say Jokic is just stayed with his team so I, Jokic is definitely more lovable because he's a bigger star and, and has more of that on him like as Steven Adams I, I, he he's always he's always uh I, I don't know something about the the gentle giants you know with uh with the, their way with words um but I think Jokic is probably the best one that I came up with um so yeah what do we think like that versus versus Lillard or um, you know, uh, Dirk and, and Nash and a couple of retired players. I, I I think Lillard is just a little too different personality wise. Like, he's he's the stone cold killer. Freddie yoke. Freeman is not stone cold. Yeah. He's like, smile on his face, you know, <laughs> and, and, and all that. I think Rendon actually would be a good comp for Lillard. I don't know if one of you had that kind of lined up earlier. I, w-
1: I will say, though, um, Damian Lillard before every season, um, Uh, before every season he takes his entire team to on a team retreat mexico something all paid by him um he really cares about team morale team chemistry and just his teammates and i can see freddie freeman definitely doing something like that Um, to
2: me jokic is way too unique of a player to be freddie freeman like jokic has has no comp (laughs) he's the best passing big man of all time like freddie freeman is a very traditional first baseman like I, i to me like that's too big of a I, I see the person. I think to say the personalities between him and Lerner are two different, which I think is very valid. I think at the, then you can't like ignore the fact that like one is like a very like unique player and one is, is like very ununique in like how they play the game. I know it's like hard to be incredibly unique in baseball, but I mean, Freddie Freeman is like, is about as like, I feel like classic as you can get in
0: what he gives you. He is. He's very classic. He's not game breaking. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, some good options there. You, you decide. You decide who's who's the best. All right, let's let's loop back back to Rudy. Give us another player.
2: All right, so this is my number two. So I had Bryce Harper and Kyrie Irving. Which, <laughs> I, I honestly think Bryce Harper has done a great job in the past, like year. Of like seeming to be more of like a night, like a like a more slightly more humbled, like kind of goofy guy, but like up until like very recently, I think this worked really well. Where you're like, especially like they both left teams that got better without them, um, essentially, and I just feel like they're like kind of the infamous toxic personalities of the leagues. They never, they are like incredibly good players. But they've never really like lived up to like quite their expect people's expect like, everyone's expectations, including themselves, of how good they really are. So yeah, that's that's. My they've also
1: opinion. had injury issues and not the
0: yeah. consistency. Hmm. I see that. It's a good comparison. It's interesting. Um, I I just uh, for me like there's not enough crazy there. Kyrie's just a crazy dude, man, and Harper, like yeah, fiery. Like maybe. I don't even remember why he was so so contentious for some time but really doesn't doesn't have the the crazy factor that Kyrie has like that's i, I honestly i i don't know if any baseball player does uh, they're both rate.
1: outspoken yeah, though I don't
0: think... Kyrie is one of the
1: leaders on the nba players association definitely cares a lot about like i know he said a lot of crazy things we don't know if bryce harper thinks the earth is flat um i'm but... pretty sure he doesn't <laughs> But on the other side, they're both very outspoken. Uh, and while they're crazy toxic, they do care either about themselves or the organizations they, they're representing. Mm. Except when Kyrie left.
3: <laughs> Except for I'm that, gonna, I'm gonna pair this with because Harper was gonna be the next guy that I brought up. Actually, uh, my, well, my thought was uh, James Harden in a way that <laughs> nice. they're. They're, you know, obviously really good players, put up a lot of stats, haven't had postseason success, um, left a team to go be a star somewhere else. Um, now, OKC didn't win a championship the season after Harden left, and Harden wasn't necessarily the the main man.
2: Did
1: Harden team. leave, or was he traded?
2: See, that, that's funny, because I had, I had Christian Yelich because he was traded from a um, team yeah. that like, made a terrible trade. To I like that
1: more for productive. Harden than...
2: And he gets also like insane stats, but hasn't ever really mm. delivered in the playoffs. So that was yeah. my Harden comparison. I like yeah, the Yelich a
1: lot more for Harden. I, I just
2: feel like Harper's and if we're if like basing this on personalities, I feel like Harden and Harper have pretty different personalities. Harper's like way more outspoken on the on like the field slash court than Harden is. I feel like.
1: Yeah, and if you if, if you're if you want to consider just crazy stats, I think. You, and you want to compare it to James Harden, it has to be more consistent. James Harden puts up points and scores and shoots free throws every game he plays. Uh, Bryce Harper's, like, most... His best season was in 2015. Okay, well, uh, well, he, well I
0: will add, though, if... I think we talked about this at one point before, too. If drawing walks is the MLB equivalent of drawing fouls in the NBA and just getting production that way, that, that one aspect is, is spot on, because Bryce Harper walks a ton, and it's so annoying. Just, like, Harden with all his fouls.
3: Yeah. Now, there is no M- MLB equivalent to flopping, so we necessarily can't draw.
0: Is, is the helmet MLB. falling off while base running the closest thing we have? I don't, I don't know. No. No, not close is enough. Is
3: throwing your helmet dead sideways when throwing it straight, maybe? I don't know.
0: Did James Harden ever get choked by a teammate during the game? <laughs>
3: He knocked down a hand sanitizer um, station. So maybe he's I, a Sean Rodriguez with the NBA.
2: I just feel like in terms of being like, maybe this works for but I feel like it's all about like, at the end of the day, like how these people are like, viewed reputation wise overall by like, the average fan. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Bryce Harper is the most probably contentious MLB player, which is kind of difficult to say because not a lot are. I mean, I know someone's going to say an Astro, but, like I don't think any individual Astro, like, is equivalent to one Harper, and that's in the sense of, like, how much the average MLB fan, like, loathes them. And I think, depending on if you think Kyrie or Harden, I think Harden, then maybe I'll work might work in that way better because people will loathe him yeah. for, for I, what I, he does think, on the field. I think they're both, so, in a way... Maybe then, like, Bregman is the new Kyrie, so, <laughs> or someone like that. That, that could yeah. work, eventually.
0: I can see yeah. that, too.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say Harper and Harden are both maybe general maybe this is from the circles that i'm in That good but overrated in general not again not to say that they're bad but i feel like they get a lot of criticism uh despite the numbers they put up just for you know a lot of other factors that they're
0: not too good at yeah i i love the Yelich comp too though the, this is really yeah. hard they're they're both really good it, it, again it's just one of those things like we we discuss we it, it's not always going to fit perfect there's going to be there's going to be some options. All right, let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, Ray, who you got next? Well, it, Harper was my next one. So, so you got you yeah, got a different next one or not?
3: Nah? Uh, I can do my third one right now. Yeah, just
0: go go ahead and share whoever All you right, got. So me and Uwe talk about this, but I'll bring up Cody
3: Bellinger. Um, Are you a Dodgers fan? Yes. But, well, I mean, <laughs> I tried to the third one, but then I kind of stole. I helped Uwe on one of his NBA guys, so I copped it as my MLB guy. Um, so. This is, I'll, I'll give you guys a hint. This is more of a personality kind of thing. Me and Uwe talked about this, but um, I'll let Farboden Rudy to take a stab at it. Yeah.
2: Or Bellinger? For Bellinger. You have someone on the top of your head that you were comparing him to? This is kind of me and Uwe combining on this one. Yeah, but do you have an NBA player that you felt yes. like appropriate? Yeah. Uh, who is it? Is what I'm asking. No, we're like... asking you. We're asking we're you to guess. You?
0: That was that's the premise. Well, I haven't been doing that. I, I know. know. <laughs> yeah, you you're, you're the only one who hasn't, who hasn't has been, been doing it. that. I don't <laughs> I know I thought if you I was noticed. Just I thought I'd just <laughs> yeah. it. I'm sorry, I missed the day. I was laughing too much.
1: Um, Cody Bellinger comp. To be honest. I don't know too much about his personality, but I was going to go with another young L.A. star, uh, Anthony Davis.
0: That's, okay. not, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, like he doesn't have a unibrow. That's true. That's a big problem. I mean, problem. nobody does. Interesting. That's why
3: hey. he's the brow. Maybe...
0: <laughs> uh
2: maybe like Doncic or someone i don't know i i know nothing about his personality either does he even right. have a personality so, so
0: i'll
2: go ahead and the so dodgers ahead. are a really hard team to
0: compare for the nba i think in a lot
2: of ways i was thinking about it beforehand
0: i'll give the i'll give the big hint personality wise he he's one of the few mlb players who gives the real stoner vibes Do you think it's
2: brandon ingram
0: oh no. that that's one of the... so the They're on the playing. nba side there's plenty on the mlb side not a whole lot of guys who really give off the Stoner vibes. Small, <laughs> Murray? I don't know.
2: Every, I mean, you can just say every... Oh, so Murray we were thinking
3: with Clay, Clay Thompson.
2: Yeah. We were thinking Clay. Yeah, okay. Like, I, the problem that I have with that is that I don't think... I don't know. I mean, then who's this Steph Curry and who was the Kevin Durant and who was the, I mean, the like supporting the, cast was might be like well, the best is, isn't he the best player
0: on the Dodgers pre Mookie bets he is I mean, I he think is think on a dynasty dynastic rudy team, I, so I, I think
1: you're, I think I think you're taking the comparisons a little too literally um, <laughs> uh, the uh, i mean i think i mean
2: so it's all a personality comparison then basically. that was the I mean, that yeah, was yeah, the one, basis that we built is. it off of yeah yeah one just of, this like, one, like one of Mark... not like an infamous stoner though like i think that's i think that clay like... thompson isn't actually an infamous stoner. he's just known as a stoner Lua is not well
0: known in culture no. This, really the same way that Clay Thompson is. I feel like that is well, he's, he's, he's arguably just not, not as well known at all, like in any in any sense. So yeah, it's it's hard knowing to compare
3: Bellinger's uh like personality and just like how he like, comes off. He's definitely a stoner. I, I, I thought
0: it was I thought it was
3: pretty good. I, I liked uh, it. I thought Jamal Murray was also
1: pretty good. Um not a not a bad uh comparison to uh, yeah how Bellinger overall talks i guess yeah i mean we have for personality wise i don't know too much about him so
0: i guess clay thompson works and i see that um yeah what about clay's brother in the MLB? is he still in the mlb what was it? trace thompson what about clay trace and thompson. trace thompson it's the comps I, yeah i don't even know i, I don't think he his still plays, plays right now i don't think he still plays in he, MLB. he's <laughs> all,
1: he's in the diamondbacks
0: organization Ah, okay. Well, yes. it's, it's just about there. Uh, okay, uh, back to Farbode. Who you got?
1: All right, so um, for specifically for Rudy, this is not an uh, on-the-court, on-the-field comparison. Uh, this is more regional. regional. Uh, the NBA player I have chosen is the fourth mm-hmm. overall pick in the 2011 NBA draft, uh, Tristan Thompson. Of the Cleveland Cavaliers,
0: are there is there an MLB player so who's dated a Kardashian? That's what I'm, that's, what yeah, I'm, yeah. that's what I'm first thought.
1: Tristan Thompson has played with his team in his
2: entire career. He's Canadian. Um, yeah. So it's someone from Cleveland and the MLB, is what you're saying? I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> why, why is it regional?
0: I
3: just. <laughs> Hey, so okay. you mentioned he's Canadian. Is it Joey Votto? There you go. You got it. Ah, they, nice. They, nice. they both play.
2: insulting to Joey Votto's career, he won an yeah. MVP. Yeah. <laughs> they, they
1: both play uh, in Ohio, and they're both Canadian.
0: Has Joey Votto, would has never Joey Votto, Votto dated a Kardashian? Did I miss that? <laughs> he would steal the has show. Joey Votto. If I'm being has
1: Joey Votto won a championship?
0: Oh, true. True uh yeah
3: yeah i don't don't know i mean did tristan thompson win that championship or did he just like win the championship? he was there he helped exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean he Uh, was he was part of the starting lineup in that year i think
0: yeah i i just think it's funny that
3: people are starting lineups that are along for the ride that Tristan yeah.
0: Thompson is genuinely one of the best-known basketball players for no no reason related to his basketball acumen. Just <laughs> just from that. Like, yeah, yeah it's, that's funny. Um, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and give another player then. This one should be, should be very fun and very relevant, hopefully. Uh, Gary Sanchez, who is the catcher for the Yankees and is sometimes great. And sometimes, like all of this season just a pit of nothingness in despair and wow. he keeps you hopeful because you know he's done it before but you just so you look up this and is you your just can't help but be out. disappointed so this
3: is a more of a general like player type comparison
0: yeah very very much looking for like the the performance comparison or just like the the angst that he causes, his fan base type of argument, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do. I want to. I'm curious to hear who you guys have. I'm
3: trying, I'm trying to think. This might not work, but Russell Westbrook. That's just kind of what I'm thinking. What was on your mind? Maybe,
0: Maybe that's not who I had, but I. He's really consistently
3: good, though. But sometimes yeah. he does come up empty.
0: Yeah. That's that's true, but he, I think he's too good most of the time. Yeah. To, to yeah, that be that, that close, that's, that's... like I don't I don't think Rockets fans are ever out here just like shifting no, their that, fist that's, that's at Westbrook.
3: thing. It's like
0: at Westbrook, um, Rudy or Farboud. I'm thinking. All right, <laughs> I'm throwing you a curveball here, which you know Gary Sanchez wouldn't hit. I'm not bitter. Um... <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh just want to point out this is Yankee fan Alex
1: coming out and not everyone hates Gary Sanchez this much
0: all the Yankees fans do yes all the Uh, other fans
3: just
1: don't care so is this kind of like comparison kind of made off of effort or just basically
0: just that he's the I I just can't quit you player because sometimes he's so good and and other times he's just you know Lonzo Ball Okay, I like that one a lot. I didn't I didn't have that one, but I, I think that, that might be the like my, my new favorite. That one is great. <laughs> yeah, because I can't it's great. put on Lonzo yeah. yet. But he Lonzo's a great comparison. I, I think that that one wins. That one just straight up wins. What was yes, your original
3: thought doing?
0: So mine mine might be a little bit too like specific to recent events, but just with how Raptors fans have seen uh, Pascal Siakam play in the playoffs, where, you know, he, he last oh, yeah. year and, and during the season was, like, just great, and then all of a sudden just looked like that's a totally awesome. different person who didn't really, like, know how to wow. how to do what he was capable of doing, and was just like, you know, like, it, it, I, I'm not saying that Raptors fans don't like him, but it's like, you pull your hair out because you're like, oh, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? Like, that's, that's just the, in recent... I'm like vehemently opposed memory. to that comparison. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lonzo I, does work a lot better. Lonzo's much better just because it's the same kind of thing, the the same hair pulling feeling over a longer period of time, which is kind of what Gary Sanchez has been. Um. So yeah, there's there's that, like just the hope, and uh, this this other NBA player could be applied to a lot of other like just disappointing players, um, in baseball. But Andrew Wiggins is just like, you know. Always, always shows just enough for you to maybe be convinced that he could. He Andrew be Wiggins great. is Jason Hayward for me, ten out ten times. Okay, yeah, I like that. I think yeah. I think the only difference is that Wiggins at least still gives those hints that like, yeah, he he, or maybe not recently, but like, constantly gave hints that like, yeah, he can be great, and then just kind of like stops altogether. To be
2: fair, though, Wiggins Hayward well, five good. years ago, you could say the same thing about. And he's actually been pretty good this year, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah.
0: but he, he hasn't given any any sort of hope that he was gonna be a star player again, I feel like, <laughs> in, since yeah. since five yes. years ago. And yeah, in the uh, last Wiggins five years Wiggins pretty, has, maybe. Yeah. yeah. To be yeah. to be
1: fair to Wiggins, he is twenty four years old.
0: Jesus um. Christ, is he really? Yes, he's been. Oh no, nice my god! The exact
2: same defense was said for Hayward when he was 24 too. Don't forget he was in. Okay, teenager.
0: all right. I, I like that. But Wiggins didn't sign a 214 million, million dollar contract. It was close. Reagan's, it was Reagan's, close. contract is huge. It's close yeah. to that. Okay, I, I think those are some. Those are some good ones though. Lonzo, Lonzo was very, very satisfying. Uh, comp for me. All right, let's let's get through the last few that we have here uh, if you guys have any any others that you really want to bring up rudy who else you got
2: uh i had trey young and i won't say my guy this time
0: ah but... ah <laughs> ha-ha. he finally figured
2: it out.
1: out is this one based on height uh yeah. playing style <laughs>
0: jose altuve well, height, height, <laughs>
2: i mean i guess technically this guy could actually be the same height just because Young looks tiny in basketball but in real life, isn't at all. Oh, so it's not, not Jose Altuve. Sure. So it's
3: not Bregman or Altuve because they're tiny in real life.
2: No, it's not like that kind of height thing. No, not that tiny. Um, I, mm. Trey Young is shorter than this guy. Actually, that I was thinking of. Anyway. But
1: he's very good at like one thing. He's a good overall player, but very good at one thing specifically.
0: Oh, okay, that's a different angle. I was just thinking of. Mm, that's not what I was good thinking. Young but you can go that route. I'm just thinking the premier shooting. Hmm. hmm. How about Trey Turner, Trey Treyception?
3: That's not a bad one, actually. I feel like
0: he's a much more well-rounded player, though. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it was honestly just the Trey. That that was it. <laughs> and They're both fast. <laughs> they're both really fast. That's that's all I got. <laughs> um, I can't. I'm trying to trying to peg what Rudy was thinking of. I I can't quite. It wasn't that complicated. It was just for
2: me. I think Trey Young is an extremely talented offensive player, but he's beyond useless on defense. And Drexler
1: Jr. Well, that option okay,
2: I was thinking. I just don't know if he's delivered enough on offense yet. But that's JD Martinez. I, that's great. I was thinking Eloy Jimenez because his, oh. his defense is comical Ooh. beyond belief, but he's a very <laughs> well touted bat. And he has delivered bat wise, and I think the Hawks could be following a similar trajectory than the White Sox, where they're gonna where they're building well around their young core. Uh, but I mean, their defense is both just like laughable. I mean, <laughs> Eloy Jimenez, did you guys see that ground rule double he gave up? It, it, it was, was yeah. Double. But to be Why fair, he, ground rule double, it got it got lodged in the wall. To be fair, if how you don't do they know have walls that
0: are lodgeable, the baseballs in the. Near- <laughs> deal what are they playing I, I, I the polo grounds i don't Instant. know man i don't know i mean, it, it just helps with something better than
3: ivy five zero Jr.
0: actually just hit a home run cool trey young there you go, there you go. <laughs> um yeah that's not bad I, I think there's there's a few that kind of work there um yeah. that was a good one all right ray who you got if you don't have um, any more then then we can continue to it's fine I don't have any Because we, we, we've had a lot of overlap in, in dis- player discussions, so yeah. it, we'll just wrap up whoever else we got. Uh, for Bo, do you have anybody else? Yes, uh, we have talked about Chris Paul, uh, but I have a different player. Like a different comp? Yes, yeah, so
1: I... very good point guard. He's been traded multiple times, has been hated by some people in the past uh, for his personality, hmm. has, has played in LA, did not win a ring there, and has not won a ring
0: uh, those all the comps that's really spot on. If, if th- those all apply to both players, Zach Ranky,
1: oh, you did not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, <laughs> that, that was really good. That was really
2: good. I was also thinking you, Darvish, potentially for uh, Chris Paul as well. Zach Ranky, <laughs> Zach Ranky, like,
3: I think, in It's LA than Darvish did, though.
0: pretty great, though. Yeah. Although I just does the NBA have just any pure weirdos to the to the level of Granky? Like that i I'm just thinking you strictly personal.
3: Oh
0: okay, I was gonna say the entire
2: Lakers roster is a bunch of weirdos. It's um, interesting that Chris guess, Paul is yeah. I think the only player we we compared to a pitcher out of all these yeah. people.
0: Well, yeah, we did we did do a pitcher comp as well earlier like the other way but yeah i know what you that mean it's hard it's hard to think pitchers in in basketball comps that for some reason. comp
3: was also chris paul
0: yeah um yeah okay um <laughs> chris paul is a pitcher i guess <laughs> so yeah so i think well well let's go ahead and end on on the big one which we didn't it doesn't even really need talking about it's just the mike trout lebron james comparison i'm just curious i i just want to gauge Jimmy butler did you guys? No, did you guys have any other who like? Is the
2: Jimmy Butler of MLB. I want to hear that one actually. I was this, thinking that earlier. I don't know. So I actually, I was actually thinking about him, and I couldn't.
1: Three teams. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't. So think. Jimmy Butler is throwing a temper tantrum on
2: three teams. Who's that guy in the MLB? Sean Rodriguez.
3: he's he a <laughs> star now and has a chance to win.
2: Jonathan Papelbon. And he makes every team better that he Papelbon's
3: goes. Papelbon's the reverse, um, Jimmy Butler.
0: The reverse Butler
2: bond
3: started somewhere really nice, won a, won a ring or two, and then every other team he went to, he
2: blew up. Araldus Chapman. No.
0: No. Yes. Has Jimmy Butler almost shit himself during a game? <laughs> you, know, awesome. you should ask him. Chapman is Paul Pierce. <laughs> oh. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Wait, that's that's great. I think that. That one might be the best one we've we've done today. Nailed it. All right, we're done. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't and, think LeBron James and Mike Trout are really
2: at all comparable in the sense. I mean, I guess yeah, like they're goats, but I mean their career... Personality-wise, personality and, and career can trajectories be more are different. Yeah. So,
0: but they both are just the apex. Oh. Like every year, it's just like who is better than Mike Trout and who is better they're than LeBron James everything. when it comes to the MVP, right? It just just from that. I level. think the
3: difference in like uh like career like rings and stuff is based on the structure the competitiveness of the nba and mlb and the
0: yeah yeah they're not going to be perfect well
1: and and the
3: overall vibe of the
1: mlb like versus the nba of
2: how players leave the contract structures everything Mm -hmm. mike trout is lebron
0: james first stint on the Cavs. might maybe mike trout will will have his lebron james type of arc maybe he's just way into Marlins it. Marlins are about where to assemble
3: James? a super where, team where's mike trout <laughs> Yeah, the Marlins
0: Mike Trout to the Marlins to <laughs> hey, assemble a super team. <laughs> that's, that's I want to see it so badly bad. though. Uh that would be that would be something. Derek you're about to go all Pat Riley on everyone's asses. Yeah. I also think it's pretty amazing we didn't talk like any of the rookie comparisons which maybe maybe are all kind of the easy ones too like you could do Oh, I had one. Any of the Tatis, Acuna, like Soto bunch. I honestly think that Luca and Soto are the are the closest. Um, of like you could do any combination of just like super talented rookie. John Morant and Tatis. I, Ooh, I was gonna say. Uh, I like that Tatis, too.
2: His rookie, his first year, last year when he was hurt, is like just
0: like Zion this year. That that was another one who I had as well. Yeah. Flashed it. You can maybe have yeah. Acuna in that mix too with. You know, comparing them to one of him to one of the. I young like I like and Soto though. Yeah, but just because of the the super impressive postseason debuts from both of them in in recent. Does memory. that make Strasburg Porzingis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Another pitcher comp. You see, we could do this literally all day just because we've gained so much momentum. But I think Who... that is a good place. To... No, Porzingis is Scherzer. Maybe no. No, he's been hurt. Strasburg, Strasburg no. makes more sense. You see what I mean? Like, we, we, we can, we can do this all day. Is okay. <laughs> How we can do J.J. Berea. <laughs> J.J. I, I think we had some really good ones today. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. I think Chapman as Paul Pierce. Yes. Yeah, I think that was... That was what the whole thing was working up to, really. And, we, you know, that was the apex. So, I really hope that anybody listening at this point still really enjoyed uh what we were able to do today let us know if you want us to do it again we might anyway because we enjoyed it so much so yeah thanks to everybody for joining us if you enjoyed make sure to rate comment and subscribe to our podcast uh and also follow us on social media at beat the shift bp on twitter facebook and instagram instagram is probably the most active of those so that one's that's a good place to go Also, BeatTheShiftBaseball.com is where all our podcasts and articles are, so go ahead and check that out as well. Thanks, everybody. One last time. As always, Farbode!
2: Peace!